Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is NEC Now. And joining me right now is the reigning NEC Women's Basketball Player of the Year from the Merrimack Warriors. We have Dania Davis-Stort, better known as Styx. Dania, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. So, so let's get started. You know, first and foremost, uh, you know, how, how's life going right now? How are you doing? How's your family? Um, my family and I are doing like, you know, great. We adjusted, you know, very well with the, you know, the current circumstances. But um, I've been just, you know, finishing up the last of my senior year with a couple of papers and, you know, projects and things like that. But um, fairly, we, we fairly adjusted well. I mean, it was it was chaotic at first with the, you know, the whole transition and the change and things like that. But like I said, we adjusted well and, you know, it's out of our control. So we can only focus on what we can control at the moment. Absolutely. And good to hear everyone is, is, is healthy and doing well. But, you know, as far as, you know, being a senior, do, do, are you still getting that same anticipation of clicking submit on that last assignment as a senior? Do you still feel that that anticipation coming up? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, with the circumstances and things like that, I mean, we're not getting the full, you know, end of the college, you know, road experience. But I think, you know, just, you know, finishing up like the last assignments, the last assignments for our, you know, our college career, I think it's bittersweet. Sure. And what's your major? I am a psych major with a minor in women's and gender studies, as well as business administration. Wow. So, so besides all the, the coursework, what, what are you doing to keeping yourself busy? You know, any, any uh, binging going on, trying to do some cooking? What, what are you doing around the house? <laughs> uh, then I've really been trying to stay active. Um, so I go for runs throughout the day. I t uh, tackle, you know, at home workouts, you know, um, just that's like my daily routine. And then um, when I finish with my, you know, my coursework and, you know, just my assignments and things like that, I try to do a little binge watching. Well, that's good. That's good. Hey, what's what's your TV show of choice right now? Well, I've been at first it was All American, but I literally okay. finished the second season <laughs> within a whole day. So wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. So now, trying to find something new, but I heard Ozark is pretty big. So that is, that is big going on right now. Or you could always go to the Tiger Show and all that. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's shift gears and get to basketball. Um, you know, so growing up, at what point did you kind of fall in love with basketball and, and realize that, that this is it for me? Well, I have always been an athlete since I was, you know, young. Um, my mother had me in every sport possible, from tennis to golf to softball. Um, I did double dutch at one point. I, um, as as well as playing volleyball and you know, taking on track and things like that. Um, basketball. So, like, sports has always also been in my family. So, we're, you know, a sports family. But um, basketball, I like, I would dibble and dabble with sports and stuff like that. Um, and even as well as basketball. But it probably wasn't until, like, you know, maybe my elementary years, like, going into middle school where – I just stuck with, you know, track and then basketball. And then as, you know, I um, grew up, I just stuck with basketball and, you know, just stuck to that and made sure that I just perfected my craft with that. And once I found out it went well for me, I just stuck with it. 
Uh, you, you mentioned, I believe it was back at Media Day, you told this story how you were Stretch and your brother was the original Sticks and you kind of took that nickname uh, from him. You know, how, how important was he and, and the rest of your family in that journey? You mentioned your mom encouraging you for all the different sports, but how was family kind of important uh, in your journey towards basketball? Um, my family has been amazing. You know, they're my support systems. And I know you guys always see like, you know, the good side of things but you know as any athlete you know going through like just going through the years of playing their sport you know they face adversity and things like that so my family have has been like my biggest supporters so um for my brother yeah he was the original stick <laughs> but I decided to you know take on that take on that legacy from him but um I think you know with my mom my brother and I we just they, I'm the youngest, so I was like the baby in the household. So they just always, you know, harped on me how important, you know, just perfecting my craft and, you know, just being consistent with things. And my brother was probably, you know, my biggest supporter, but also my biggest critic. And I'm sure. Yeah. So I think that has led to even, you know, why I'm so hard on myself and, you know, just like my mentors and things like that. Well, let's talk about this season. You know, at the beginning of the year, Merrimack just making that that transition. I, I don't know that the team kind of knew what to expect. Uh, you had that big game right right out of the shoot. It's been a couple months now. So, you know, when you reflect back on that whole season, you know, what kind of stands out to you? Um, I just think um, – I honestly just am – I'm not really surprised, but – I am just extremely, extremely proud of, you know, myself, you know, and the Merrimack Women's Basketball Program as a whole, because we did come into, you know, the NEC, the underdogs, and I mean, but that was expected, and I think, you know, just playing that first game, not only for myself, but for my, you know, my teammates and my coaching staff as well, I think that just showed us, like, you know, we're here for a reason, and, you know, all the hard work and dedication that we put put forward up until this point is like not finally playing off, but it definitely has contributed to our success that has occurred this year. The first game, I think it was kind of like sending a message, I, you know, maybe not so much for you guys, but for the rest of, for, to the rest of the league, uh, you know, I, I saw as well on social media, there was the, the celebration in the locker room after the game. What was that moment like to, to set that message and come out with such a great start? Um, like I said, you know, I think that moment was definitely a confidence, confidence builder, you know. Um, I just think that, you know, like I said, it wasn't really a statement for everybody else. It was almost like, you know, we just we just needed a stamp. So, you know, like I like I said, prove that we be, like we belong there. And that moment was definitely one for the book. It was it was great. I mean, it felt like almost like a championship, but it wasn't like, you know. Absolutely. And I know talking with coach during the year, she mentioned how, you know, for you personally, your position, you know, there they're, they're were tall players in the NE10, so that wasn't really it. But, uh, you know, the, the physicality, adjusting to the physical play, maybe a little bit more in the, the NEC. Uh, how was making that adjustment to you? How did you find that facing other players and guarding players uh, in your position? Um, I honestly don't think that has ever been like a challenge for me because um, like she stated, like my coach stated, um, there have been, you know, taller players and even, you know, a, like a little more stronger players than I in the any 10. But I think, you know, just transitioning is just 
you know, not necessarily doing the same things that I, like I was, you know, originally doing, but just, you know, making that extra stride and extra step in the off season. And whether that was like in the weight room, on the court, or even off the court, just making sure that I, you know, I put in the work and things like that. And honestly, I really didn't, it didn't like phase me or bother me that, you know, I was coming into, you know, higher competition, but I think it definitely uh, like allowed me to like open my eyes up a little more and be like, okay, like, you know, it's bigger competition, but you also have to prove why you belong here as well. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, also adding the dimension of the three point shot allowed you to kind of stretch out the defense a little bit, something that you know, maybe a lot of other post players are, you know, wouldn't, aren't able to do as well. So how important for you, you know, over the spring and over the summer to, to add that element to your game, how much of a focus was that for you? Um, for, well, for the past couple of years, you know, just expanding my game, you know, outside of the post has always been, you know, things that we harped on, but I just felt like this was a crucial moment because we are moving up in a division and, you know, even at, with the new level. And like I said, like, you never know who you may come across and, you know, like you said, um, there are players who don't, you know, post players don't have, you know, have those assets to their game, but I think just adding that you know repertoire to my game has definitely opened a couple doors for me and just allowed me to get out of certain situations on the court that you know I couldn't get out in before and you know just it was definitely an expectation like a high expectation for myself and you know my coaching staff as well um but it, it kind of shocked me as well that I you know <laughs> but at the same time I wasn't really shocked because I did you know put in the work over the summer and in the spring Absolutely in the postseason and I think as players you know people think like oh um during the season is where you you know develop your game more no the off season is where you develop your game the most and the people who figure that out the quickest are the people who have the <laughs> the faster success right um, you know, and on the defensive end you're, you're one of the tops in the nation rebounding and, and blocking and, and maybe for for any, any of the young kids out there watching this aside from being, you know, born gifted with height and athleticism like you have, what, what might be some of the, the tricks of the trade to developing a, a solid game and rebounding and blocks and on the defensive end? Um, I would just say, you know, consistency and, you know, just being eager, like just having that ambition to want to work and, you know, um, I honestly think, you know, blocking shots have, you know, came naturally to me, but it's all about, you know, timing and, you know, just instinct and not just Honestly, because when I was younger and like in my earlier stages, I would just block everything and, you know, I would just, you know, I wouldn't really think about it. But I think, you know, as the years have progressed, my IQ has progressed as well. So I think just working on, you know, timing and just being eager to, you know, do the extra step because people fail to realize, you know, you know, defense, so, you know, defense wins games. And, you know, that is sometimes I have seen that you know, break a game or, you know, have cost people the game and have, you know, won people the game. So even like, um, and I have experienced that myself, whereas I have missed, probably missed a rebound that was crucial. And, you know, even though I probably have grabbed, you know, multiple rebounds in the game, but like that moment, it could potentially have cost us the game. Sure. Um, I, I want to shift gears and talk about uh, Coach LeBlanc because I, I talked to her about maybe three times during the course of the season. And every single time we mention you, she says the same thing. She's like, man, I love that kid. 
So, so you, 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 you certainly made quite the impression on, on her. Well, what kind of impression has she made on you? What are some of the things that you, you take away after spending four years with her? Um, I think these past four years, she has, you know, she harps on, you know, that family role and, you know, just being like our mother at school, you know, at school mother. And just like, I think honestly, just her, you know, holding me to high expectations on and off the court. I think that has definitely, you know, opened so many doors from like, you know, how I view myself and just how I carry myself as well. Um, just like I said, that's the main thing, just holding me to, you know, holding me to a high standard and just um, harping on, you know, accountability and knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, we always had, we always had an understanding on my role on the team. And it, sometimes I didn't understand it. And I it questioned, I questioned why I was in the position that I was in, but sometimes you can't really control the position that you're in. And when I, when I say that, that means sometimes I didn't, understand why I would be held accountable accountable for certain things, but it comes with the role of being a leader on and off the court. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're thinking Brown is getting a pretty, uh, pretty solid addition there with her. They are. They are. <laughs> and I'm so happy for her. Going back home, going back to Rhode Island. She is. She is. I'm happy for her and I'm glad that I had the chance to experience her. But, you know, everyone has to, you know, move on. Absolutely. Now, I, I want to kind of go back to the season because you kind of be the perfect person as an unbiased party. Merrimack was not uh, eligible for the postseason in the NEC tournament this year. So we stopped with the final four. You played all four teams. So I want to kind of get your analysis here. We had Robert Morris ready to take on Sacred Heart. You guys played Robert Morris twice. You were neck and neck with them in one game. The other game, maybe not so much. And then you played Sacred Heart as well once. Uh, so with those two teams matching up, how would you kind of uh, think that that may have gone? Um, I honestly think, you know, starting off the season with Sacred Heart, we, we were definitely excited. And I believe that we was ready. But like I talked, like I talked about, you know, just missing like the rebounds. I think at the end of the game, there were moments where we fell a little short and that cost us the game. Um, but Sacred Heart is like a great competitor as well as Robert Morris and, you know, their, you know, their stat line and their history has definitely, you know, um, illustrated that. Um, as for Robert Morris, um, honestly, we didn't see anything different with them. We just went in like every game, you know, just give it, give it your all and leave it all out on the court. And, and for Mount and FDU, I, I was the guy was supposed to be announcing that game. And I was actually on my way to Maryland when uh, everything kind of got uh, shut down. I was looking for, I think that would have been a fun game with Mount's athleticism, a lot of different scoring options and you know, FDU, the way they play their tough defense, uh, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to that one. How do you think those two teams would have matched up? I honestly think those teams would, it would have been a, a great matchup. Like you said, um, I think with the NEC, the unexpected can happen. So yeah. you, you never know. And like, you know, you may have some people who are biased and saying like, you know, the top teams, um, the top teams may come out on top, you know, per usual, but we have seen, and, you know, even from this year where you have seen, you know, Mount take on Robert Morris and, you know, have, you know, came out with the win in the first game against them. So you never know, honestly. I feel like all the, you know, matchups would have been great. And just being able to see that, it would have been amazing. 
Now, I, I said that you guys were unbiased, although had Robert Morris won, that would have left open a WNIT spot. That would have left open an extra, you know, WBI spot that maybe Merrimack, after finishing in third place, could have kept on going. So when, when everything was shut down, you guys didn't play that final regular season uh, weekend. You had the one game and then the bye, and then uh, you didn't play in the tournament. So what were you guys still practicing were you guys still you know meeting what, what, what was kind of the team doing when everything kind of got shut down there back in March during that moment we actually were on spring break but we intended to come back to school early you know just continue with practice and things like that hoping for you know and expecting that you know selection into a postseason tournament so you know we were still continuing our routine and things like that and, you know, you, you leave and, and obviously a new coach will be coming in. But for the Warriors team, I mean, there's, there's still a, a whole bunch of goodies left in the cupboard, so to speak. Oh, yes. You know, players yes. coming back from injury and the young freshmen and sophomores that are now going to be sophomores and juniors. Um, so, so what do you expect to see from your Warriors, you know, going from year one to year two next year? Um, I honestly think... I wouldn't really see a big change, you know, we harped on, you know, that warrior mentality, you know, just working hard, no matter, you know, the circumstances and, you know, just always holding each other accountable. Like I can say that even when the coaches weren't around, we always held each other accountable on and off the court and, you know, just looking out for one another. So I think I shouldn't really see a a big jump or a big change, but I think I should continue seeing, you know, like I said, that warrior mentality, you know, just holding each other to a high standard, you know, giving it all and just doing the extra. And and for you personally, what what's what's next after you, you finish up these college courses here? Uh, you know, I, I'm assuming it's it's different this year than other years. Looking for you know pro opportunities, maybe overseas or something like that. But uh, you know, what 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 do you intend to do? What do you intend to do, kind of in the immediate future following the graduation? Um, potentially continue my professional career and potentially go overseas if the opportunity is granted to me. Um, but even further, like I'm a person that likes to, you know, think ahead, but um, maybe I'm jumping too far ahead. But um, I think once, you know, my career has ran its course, I think I would like to continue my um, my the academic aspect of things. And, you know, just because I like I said, I'm a psych major, so I want to open up my I want to open up my own practice eventually and become like a clinical psychologist um but that's years to come and just like you know help people who suffer from mental illness and you know just focus on mental health care uh, that's awesome the, the only problem is though if you open up your own practice they can't go around calling you sticks in the office so like that would have to be like retired that have to stay on the basketball court yeah but I, <laughs> I I honestly doubt that that's gonna be you know that that'll probably be the only place I can attend where um, everyone doesn't call me sticks, but I feel like sticks is going to stick with me forever. Well, we, we, we were certainly lucky, even though it was one and done, we certainly are lucky to have had you in the Northeast Conference this year. You were a pleasure to watch. You certainly made your impact this year as the, the player of the year in the NEC, and we, we wish you the best of luck going forward. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure playing for you guys and, you know, just being able to experience something different. Because when we first heard about the news that we were moving to Division One in the conference that we were going in, we were just like, oh, yeah, we're ready. 
And indeed they were. 20 wins, an incredible season, a player of the year, and certainly much more greatness to come from the Warriors. Dania, thank you so much for joining us. That was Dania Davis-Stewart, and this has been NEC Now.